Hey everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week, again, you just got Papa Scotch, and uh, we have a special occasion mini on our hands. Now, usually what I like to do is I like to record these as far in advance as I can, especially when I do, like, the Numbskull segments or the video game movie talk or anything like that. I like to just do it, get it recorded, get it posted, and, you know, scheduled to have it done, whatever, ready to go. But today is a special episode. It is... As I record this, Sunday, November 15th, and this is going to release tomorrow, November 16th. The reason I waited to record this until the last minute, basically, is because I am going to give you all my first impressions of the PlayStation 5. Announced, I don't know, like three, four months ago. Well, it was announced a long time ago, last year, but we didn't really get any specifications or anything a couple months ago and it finally happened it came out i got mine on release day i went through the process i got some games and i want to talk about just what the experience has been like so far first thing i did i got it i unboxed it was very surprised about the size now everyone said it was going to be huge it's a big system i was like yeah okay whatever and i get it and i get it in my hands and it is i swear to god it's like Maybe slightly smaller than your regular standard cafeteria tray. Like, the thing is fucking massive. It weighs... It's got some heft to it. It's like a compact computer. That's all... I mean, that's what it is. I guess it's not a really good assessment, but it's large. It's very large. It takes up a lot of space in the entertainment center. I mounted mine vertically with the stand. I could not figure out how to use the stand. I had to actually look in the quick start guide. There was a hidden screw in there, so heads up. Tell you people to get the stand. So I, I took it out of the box. I set it up. I have not yet received my PlayStation VR uh, camera adapter because apparently with the PlayStation VR, you can't use the new PlayStation 5 camera for that. I don't know why. There's probably a very technical, very serious reason for that, but I never looked it up. So what they're doing is if you have a PlayStation VR, you just give them your serial number. They send you a free adapter. You can then hook up your PSVR to your PlayStation 5. Now, since I don't have the adapter, couldn't set that up. But anyway, what I did was I copied some games from my PS4 over to my PlayStation 5. The OS took up a lot more space than the PlayStation 4 OS. And I think I moved over like four games before it filled up. I, I tried to move over like 12 and it was way past full. And I was like, this isn't going to work. So the one terabyte hard drive, especially as games get bigger, is not going to be enough. You're going to need a USB drive or you're going to have to buy like a 2 gig SSD. You don't even bother using this shit without SSD. I'll get to that in a sec. But it, it the hard drive, out of the box, if you want to play a handful of PlayStation games at first, it's fine. I'm going to probably rotate through two, three, maybe four games, and that will be fine. One of them even is the new Call of Duty, which is probably pretty huge. I haven't even looked yet, but I still have some space to So I'm not super concerned about the PlayStation 5 storage space, but it will become a problem. But then again, that happened with the 3, that happened with the 4. It's just what you expect. In the beginning, it's fine, then it gets tough. But anyway, the, the video game transfer, I had a little problem because my 4 and 5 weren't on the same network, and they weren't finding each other. That was my fault. I eventually wired them both in, and then started the transfer, and even then it took a while. And I think I transferred, like I said, five games, and only a handful of those were actually, you know, big games. But I played a little bit of NHL 21. It is the PlayStation 4 version, and I wanted to see how it handled on the PlayStation 5. The things I noticed for sure 
is it loaded a lot faster. And other than that, as far as gameplay goes, it was different trying to get used to the new controller. The new controller is different. So, I mean, that I probably only played NHL maybe two hours on, on the PlayStation 5. So NHL 21 looks good. I don't know if it looks markedly better. It plays a little smoother and it's a lot faster to load. Those are the nice parts. But this is not a comprehensive PS4 games on PlayStation 5 review. It's just a general overview of my first impressions. So I guess so far that succeeds. It's fine. I didn't notice anything glaringly awful. So whatever. That's good. So then I got into the PlayStation 5 games. So to start off, I ordered Spider-Man Miles Morales. And then I immediately bought Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Let's start with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I mean, it looks great. It feels great. It plays great. Everything's very smooth. But you could say that all about the previous Spider-Man game that was on PlayStation 4. That's not really a strike against it. I expected it to be good. Uh, The only thing that's really markedly different versus the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man versus Miles Morales that I've noticed, again, first impression, so I haven't had a deep dive into it. This is just what I noticed off the cuff. The first thing is when you get to the top of a building, the draw distance, the amount of, of distance you can see with greater detail is definitely bigger, for sure. It lo- There's no loading screens, barely at all in Spider-Man. Everything flows really nice together. It's designed well. I have, I mean, if you like the first Spider-Man, you'll like Miles Morales. It's not really a game review, but it plays well. It it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, As far as Call of Duty goes, I think the controller makes a huge difference in Call of Duty. It does a little bit in Spider-Man. More so in Call of Duty. I don't, and this, again, this is first impressions. I could be wrong, but it felt like when I was playing Call of Duty, when I was Uh, trying to aim down the sights with larger weapons they were definitely slower to pull up which makes sense because they'd be heavier if you're holding a fucking m249 or m60 those things are huge so bringing those up to your face takes a longer time i don't know and i want to test this out a little bit more but it might be where you have to slam it down harder and they'll pick it up faster or it might be that there's more resistance on the controller when you try to bring it up because i definitely noticed with uh, I, I think this is a controller thing. I think this is the feedback, the haptic feedback thing they were talking about. But when I was pulling the trigger, the the R2 on the new controller, when I was pulling the trigger in Call of Duty versus when I'm swinging around in Spider-Man, it feels like there's more tension pulling the trigger. It feels like I'm actually pulling it and there's some resistance there. And once I once it hits, it hits. The guns, I mean, the sound is amazing. The guns feel heavy and they hit hard, which was a thing that I hadn't really felt with Call of Duty in the past. Like it was always the Battlefield games that did the sound and the guns and the sway and everything properly where they felt like they were real. You're firing a weapon and Call of Duty was always kind of like, I, I mean, it's not that big of a strike against it. It just felt lighter. Uh, same thing with the Far Cry games. They just didn't have the hitting power that they did in the Battlefield games, and now Call of Duty certainly fixed that for fucking sure. Those things hit hard. They feel good. Uh, I know this isn't a, a video game review, 
But with the Call of Duty, uh, the story's fine. I mean, if you like Black Ops, there's always like... Uh, I don't think this is really spoiling it because we've played this in Black Ops 1 and 2. But there's a mindfuck element to the story where things aren't as they seem. That is the same here. But the point I'm getting at is you get to play these neat sort of branching endings and you can make different decisions and there's different ends to the game, which I thought was pretty neat, but I was really disappointed by how short the campaign was. I think I rolled through it in like six hours on regular. I'm, I'm going to go back and play it on veteran because I always do. There's even like optional missions you don't have to do, but you could. I don't know if those count for veteran or not. Probably. But it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, if, if you like Call of Duty, you'll like that. Player animations, especially for the enemies going between cover and stuff, most of it's the same. It's good. It's If you like the Call of Duty games, if you especially like the Black Ops, it belongs right up there with the series. I haven't touched multiplayer. I very rarely ever do. Maybe I'll get some zombies going if my friends have the game, but I haven't played a real game of zombies in a long time. The, the mode just got too involved. Hey, that's a future mini, so me talking about Call of Duty Zombies. I don't know. But uh, it looks pretty, too. Like, it, it looks like a very pretty game. And the first time you played, it was interesting because it didn't ask me if I wanted to download the, the single-player version or the multiplayer version. That is a thing that the PS4 generation did with Call of Duty and some other games. But it didn't even ask me. It just downloaded the multiplayer section. So the first night, or it might have been Friday night, uh, it just came in the mail on Thursday when I did mostly just set up. I barely played it all. But on Friday night, I actually got into Call of Duty. I went to start it up, and it's like, oh, uh, we weren't expecting you to click on campaign. We have to download all that. So it had to go download all of it. The downloads are very fast. I have a pretty decent internet connection here. I think I'm about 100 megs, which is pretty damn good. And while the downloading, I mean, you're downloading a lot of data. It takes a lot of time, but... It wasn't that bad, especially when I was playing Miles Morales with it downloading in the background. It maybe was a half hour, maybe an hour, and it was a huge game. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, judging by the last one, it's probably pretty big. I'm probably going to roll through the campaign a couple times, maybe keep it on my, my uh, system for a while. And that's about it. I'm thinking about, like on my previous PlayStation 4, I had Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, because every once in a while I'd just jump in play a mission or two, get a fix going, and then, you know, leave. Because I, I really love the, the Modern Warfare games. I've been playing Call of Duty since the beginning, and I'm one of the weirdos that only plays the campaign. I haven't really played multiplayer in a while just because it's it's fun. I'm not saying it's not fun, and it's really great if you want to jump in. Like, if you only have 15 minutes a game, you could jump in. You could play a round or two in 15 minutes and then bail, and that's really great. But it's just not my thing anymore. I'm, I'm sick of dying for 12 hours before I learn the maps and learn where, what people's tendencies are and actually start you know, contributing to the team, and I just don't want to do it. There's too many good games. Uh, I also purchased, just recently downloaded, Watch Dogs Legion. I'm excited to get into that. But I think I'm going to finish Call of Duty on Veteran first, and I want to get through most, if not all, Spider-Man. I'm enjoying Spider-Man, by the way. This is kind of going off a tangent and talking about the games. But I'm enjoying Spider-Man, and I'm going to probably platinum it. Now, the thing I want to talk about that kind of deals with the games is switching between games is so much faster and so much more fluid. It can only run one game at a time. But I, and, and again, this is first impressions. I may be completely incorrect about these assumptions, but it feels like it saves a state 
Like when I fired up Spider-Man after a long session of Call of Duty, it made me reload a save and it put me back where I was. But with Call of Duty, it just threw me to the menu and said, here you go, you're in. And we're talking, switching between games is, I don't know, 10 seconds? Maybe? You don't get prompted anymore to close an application or like you don't get a warning saying, hey, this is going to close. It just does it. It just switches. And it's very smooth, very fluid. Now, with that being said, switching between two games is great. Loading times are great. Uh, there's still a little bit of loading time, but it's so drastically reduced. And speaking of that, the other big portion I want to talk about is the GUI, the graphical user interface, the OS. PlayStation OS? I don't know what they call it. Uh, the cross-media bar as you know it is still mostly there. It's very weird. All right. You hold down the PlayStation button, and remember how you used to have like the menu on your left? It was like the quick launch menu. It's pretty much all it is, and it's along the bottom of the screen. And it's also slightly customizable. There's some icons they make you keep, but you can swap those out for other ones. Like I got rid of the party chat ones. I kept one party chat, but the other chat ones I got rid of. The accessibility options you can stick up there that I got rid of. Like you can mix and match. I really, it'd be really great if I could uh, place them a little bit, like move them to where I wanted to, or just remove ones I don't use anymore, but it's only like barely customizable. You can add a couple or remove a couple, and the majority of them they make you hold there. Now, the other thing is. Uh, I noticed, and I'm just talking off the cuff here, again, not a comprehensive review, but it's so clean, it's so warm, and I think the word I wanted to use for the OS and the GUI was it seems friendly. It seems like it's alive, it seems not like it's a person, but it doesn't feel like a robotic, sound effect driven, clicking, slightly animated menu. It feels like... It's organic and it's part of everything. Like it's part of every ecosystem. It fits with every game. And it's just, it's good. It's really good. You can, uh, when you go and you hold it down, you go to like the home screen, you can choose between your games and your media section. If you go into the games, it has a whole bunch of icons, maybe like six or seven. It has some of your previously played games. It has some of the ones you downloaded. I haven't touched yet. I don't. I tried to like throw them into folders and I couldn't do it. Uh, there might be a way to customize this or put whatever games wherever, but it seems like, and again, could be completely wrong. Anyone can feel free to correct me. I'll probably figure it out by the time you say it, but it feels like the games are favored in that menu. Like Call of Duty just came out, so Call of Duty's number one. Spider-Man also just came out, Spider-Man's right there. And then NHL 21, which was the last game I played out of these three, is just missing. And instead I have like some of the games I transferred, like Streets of Rage, the Jackbox games. Because, you know, I like to play those with friends. But I don't know if you can customize this or you can set it by last played. I need to dive more into that, and I will. Uh, so I, I want to talk a little bit to... I haven't really messed with the media section or playing any of those. I honestly really don't. I have uh, two TVs set up in the living room. Usually one is dedicated to playing video games and the other is dedicated to media, which I just play off a of fire stick. I don't really use uh, Blu-rays as much anymore, which is a shame because I have so goddamn many. I should really look into just getting rid of those. But 
I have so goddamn many Blu-rays, and what I'll do with those is I'll probably play them on my PlayStation 4 now. I've retired the PlayStation 3 into the retro gaming room with all my other consoles. I really should do a count. I think I got nine down there, plus the two, three. I, I have a lot of consoles, at least 15. Uh, more if you count those uh, mini NES ones. Anyway, so I like it. I like everything I'm seeing so far. I like the speed. I, I, I guess I'll just bring this home while we're at it. There are a lot of things I do like about it. The controller is weighted. Like, it feels fucking hefty. Like, if I threw a PlayStation 4 controller at your gut as hard as I possibly could, you'd be like, ah, that stings. Ow. Come on, man. Really? If I threw the PlayStation 5 controller, you're going down. It's like a punch to the stomach. It's a brick, which is nice. I like that aspect to it. What I don't like is the shape it feels good in your hand when you're holding it, but I, I noticed when I was... I have a, a, a an L-shaped sectional-type couch, and I usually play laying on the sectional. So it's kind of like as if you're sitting up in bed and the TV's at your feet. Kind of like... You get it. You get it. I'm, I'm face, My feet are facing the TV, and my head's parallel to that. So I'm... Usually when I sit like that, uh, my, my hands are, you know, laying to my side... And I didn't realize this, but they're they're just because of gravity holding the controller. My hands are just pulling, uh, pulling away from my chest. And the only thing I'm holding on to is my uh, controller. And I noticed after a while after I mean, this was probably two or three hours into a session, but my hands were like they were in they weren't in pain, but they felt uncomfortable because it felt like I was trying to rip the controller apart. Now, it's not like the controller was broken or there was any issue, but it felt uncomfortable. Uh, if I'm sitting up and playing it and the weight is more on my fingers, I don't notice anything. But when I'm laying down, it feels like I'm pulling it across. It's not as ergonomic as the PlayStation 4. And it, it that's the best way I can explain that thing. Uh, you guys can try it. Lay down on your back. Uh, hold it on your your the you know the top of your abdomen, bottom of your chest there, and it feels like my hands are pulling to the side and they're getting jammed into the bottoms and it's just not as friendly. I hope they make different variants on the controller. It's not just the same one in different colors, but that might be wishful thinking. In, in order to fix this, I might have to go custom, which I really don't want to do because that's just stupid. There's like two hundred bucks for one of those. Fuck that. So that is my big con right now and again that's only if i'm laying down if i'm sitting up on the couch it's fine uh everything about it's fine uh the the streaming the share button there's features in there i haven't really messed around with oh the other feature i want to talk about very quickly because then i'll wrap this up is uh two things i actually want to talk about first off is the app the playstation app i had the app on my phone i haven't signed on it in Oh, God, it's probably eight months. I never had a reason to. I never really cared about the app. They changed it, and it's fucking beautiful. It's easy to go into the shop and buy stuff and start downloading, and then it'll send me uh, notifications when stuff is done downloading. It'll send me all kinds of notifications that I would get in the game. I don't get trophy notifications, obviously, because they're on the screen, and I don't need to be looking at my phone. But everything in the app is very fluid, very nice. The app integration is great so far. So that's pretty cool. And it, I also used it actually, you can use it during your setup to log in and get stuff on the cloud onto your system, which is really cool. And it's just that whole system, the whole setup was pretty darn fluid. The only issues I ran into, like I said, were my networking issues. 
So, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, God, the app? Uh, the GUI? Oh, the game time counter. We mentioned this briefly in a previous episode, which I don't honestly don't know if we've aired yet, because this might surprise you, but we record stuff sometimes weeks before we actually air it. That's why our news is a little out of date. You guys, a little bit inside baseball. You're welcome. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening. It really is a bummer. Because you can click on your profile, then you can go into your games, and you can look at all the hours you've played some of these games. And I, I don't think it's correct, honestly, because uh, it says played hours. And I don't know if that means, well, does that mean I'm sitting at a pause menu and I go away for an hour and a half? Uh, with NHL 21, there's I, I play a lot of HUT. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. But I play a lot of HUT, and I will often, especially now that I'm working from home because of the pandemic, I'll open up the hut screen, I'll start my auctions, and then I'll go work for like an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. I'll take a break. I'll come out, do some stuff in hut, come back. And it's just always on, and it's fine. And I think that's adding to the timer because my hours in NHL 21 were so fucking high, and I'm like, there's no way I played that. I barely played any hut. I barely got through like six games in Be A Pro. Like, there's no way I had that high. But anyway, it's still a cool feature. It's still a cool idea to get a estimate of how many hours you played a game. The one that really shocked me was Destiny. That was, whew, we're going to have to talk about that on our episode with the boys, because holy fuck, that was like three times longer than any game I ever played, and there's some big ones in there as far as the hour commitments. But overall, first impressions with the thing for like three days is I'm really enjoying it. I love the menus. I love switching between games. I like the games I've played so far. None of them are turds. I just downloaded Watch Dogs Legion, which, yes, I know is available for PlayStation 4. But I'm really excited to get into that because I fucking loved Watch Dogs 2. And uh, overall, I, I think if you're a PlayStation fanboy like I am, it's a must-buy now. If you're into video games, it's a probably-buy now. If you have a backlog of PlayStation 4 games and you're having a great time playing the games you have now, you can wait. Like, really, you could. There's there's no game I played. Again, I only played the two. Uh, but other games that came out, like uh, Godfall's not getting great reviews. I, a lot of them are cross-buy. I mean, Cyberpunk's going to come out. I mean, there's no game right now to pick up that is genre-defying or, like, leaps and bounds ahead of... Yeah, the games look nice. They look very much nicer, but they don't have that must-buy game yet on PlayStation 5. Now, it's, you know, it's two days after release right now, three days as I record this, and that's okay. They'll get there. Uh, I remember seeing the, the Ratchet & Clank one, which looked dope, where you could open up the different dimensions, and I'm super excited to see how that goes. I also have not gotten a chance to play Astrobot yet. I didn't play it on VR, but I heard nothing but good things. I gotta check both those out. Maybe I'll get into that. I want to do another uh, review about a month in and get some really solid hours under my belt, and maybe I'll have a different perspective. Maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I'll turn it into a must-buy. I don't know. But uh, I'm excited. I'm th That's the thing that they really got for me. Uh, if you're into the PlayStation brand, it's certainly a very great win for the brand. I, I think... I'm pr I'm glad I got it. I wouldn't say I'm proud of having it, but I'm glad I bought it release day. I'm excited for it. It's pretty great. And if you're in the PlayStation or Xbox or you you need the newest tech or you one of those 
phone people that are really into the newest phones, I mean, get it. You'll enjoy it. Uh, that's, I think that's all. I've exhausted everything I can say about my intro journey to it. Uh, if you have it and you like it, if you got some other thoughts, if you think I'm an asshole, send me a long form email at plottytime at gmail.com. We are, we have a hundred percent guaranteed response rate. And I'd love to hear what other people say about the PlayStation five or the Xbox series X. If you got some good things, bad things to say about them, let us know. We'd love to hear it. You can also reach out to us on the socials at plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. We love to hear from everybody. We will respond and comment. We love you guys. And uh, also head over to our YouTube channel and you can listen to the podcast while you watch our logo and, you know, like and subscribe there. That really helps us out. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed my very quick uh, first takes on the PlayStation 5. And I hope to do another one in a month that's more detailed. So until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Later.